Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 314 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Diane. And she writes, I am struggling with keeping the practice low. I am too goal-oriented for my own good. And then, of course, I am more easily frustrated when I make mistakes, working on patience and enjoying the process. So, Diane seems to partly answered her questions, too. Yes, that's true. Because she needs patience and to enjoy the process. Why do you think, Osha, people sometimes lack this patience and want to practice too fast? Well, I think it gratifies once more when you are playing fast. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's so hard you know, to work on a slower tempo and to practice slowly but you know if you won't do it then you will be sloppy and make mistakes and actually you know sometimes I think about that story do you know about how a hedgehog was competing with a rabbit a hedgehog or turtle I know one version there was hedgehog and one version there was turtle okay but you know we were competing in a uh, running race. running a race competition mm-hmm. yes and Bunny was just running back and forth very fast and he thought he will win but actually Hedgehog as his wife to help him and one was placed at the beginning of you know the race and mm-hmm. another at the finish of the race mm-hmm. And actually, Hedgehog won. Of course, he cheated, but but he won anyway. I know an, a different version of the story. Okay, tell your story. That uh, rabbit was competing with a turtle, and that rabbit, of course, was really fast and almost finished the race. But before he finished, he looked back, and since Turtle was so far back that he couldn't even see him, 
then he thought maybe he should um, take a nap <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> and he did and actually this nap turned out to be a deep sleep uh, for for a few hours or maybe longer and uh, when the rabbit uh, uh, awoke then he saw that turtle little by little step by step he approached the finish and actually won the race so i i guess you know in, in my story you can learn that you know the smarter people win yes smarter creatures win that you know think about the strategy mm-hmm. and not necessarily just you know doing what we want to do without thinking about it and in your story of course no it's good story about no slow practicing i think it shows that if you will practice slowly you will finish race first and you will win it that's right you know why i like your story also because I think there is another hidden meaning here that uh, you should always strive to work on things that that matter or are important. Like in the race, beginning is important and finish is important. The middle of the race is not that important. Nobody sees <laughs> the the hedgehog if he's running or not, but the ending is important right so that's that's how he won by placing his wife at the finish line in in organ practice of course we could think of things that make up the 80 percent of the practice with 20 percent of efforts maybe and uh, what that could be maybe as you say, slow practice, obviously, uh, but even probably not necessarily entire piece, but maybe if you take a prelude and fugue or chorale prelude or fantasia or any other type of piece, you would probably discover that not every line is extremely difficult. Even in the most difficult pieces, there are easy lines. And... Uh, Maybe we should practice more the difficult ones. True. Right. We need to start from practicing the hardest part. Mm-hmm. So, for example, right now I'm practicing uh, for my upcoming recital where I'll be playing uh, three pieces by Teisutis Makachinas. He is is a composer who celebrates 80 years today, uh, this year. And he was our uh, teacher, uh, professor at the Lithuanian Academy of Music. What did he teach? Do you remember? Harmony and polyphony. And improvisation too. It was part of of those courses. Ah, not a separate one. No, it wasn't a separate one. Interesting. So he wrote a bunch of uh, popular songs, actually, which are widely broadcasted on the radio. 
But he wrote uh, a few of the organ sonatas and other pieces that are rarely performed, so he asked me to play for this concert. And uh, his music is really advanced uh, in many places, but not always, right? There are easy spots, easy pages, and even easy movements. So at first I was sort of practicing everything equally, but now I understand that maybe those easy movements only need to be played once and I need to focus on the difficult part. Actually, I don't remember you practicing so diligently, you know, for a long time as you are practicing now these pieces by by Makachinas. And I'm so glad I, you know, I told no to you that I will not take part in this concert and that I don't have to learn this music. Why? Well, it's so complicated and, well... It's not in my taste. Mm-hmm. It's not in my taste either, you know. And with years, somehow, I want just to spend time on playing what I really, really, really like because I just realized that life is, you know, so short. But it was, of course, very difficult to say no because he was uh, our professor. So, and, uh, and at le- I think uh, he deserves that kind of concert, at least for his anniversary. And uh, since he asked me, then uh, I said yes. I remember how you tried me to convince to play, you know, in that recital too. And after I spent, you know, a couple hours sitting on the organ bench and sight reading his music, actually, I think I got seriously sick. Right. Um, and I, you know, took it as a sign that, you know, probably I shouldn't do it. Sign from heaven. Yes. Nice. So, when I'm practicing, I usually practice without uh, uh, sound at home, so that you wouldn't hear it. Well, actually, I like how you're practicing them because, you know, you know what to emphasize and what to hide. And really, you know, in music like this, I think the more you play it, the more you listen to it, the more better acquainted you get to it, the better it sounds. So and just to bet that, you know, during a concert, you know, listeners will hear it only once. So I don't know how, how well impressed we will be. What impression we will get? Maybe that's part of my assignment too. You know, if I am used to the piece and I can, I know the uh, the good side of the piece. Maybe I can transmit this knowledge to them, to to the audience as well. Easier if I was just uh, simply sight reading it, right? Of course, you couldn't sight read. Nobody could sight read this kind of music. Um, in a satisfactory manner. So I have hope that people will kind of enjoy this performance because uh, I will deeply know how how the pieces are put together. Yes, and I will be turning pages for you and changing stops. And I just also hope that 
composer himself will be happy. I know it's always scary, you know, to play music by a living composer, knowing that he or she will attend your performance. Mm-hmm. It sort of puts pressure on you. If you wrote music, Osha, and somebody else uh, performed it, would you be easy on that? Would you go easy on that performer or you would be very meticulous? Actually, I would be easy because, you know, like nowadays there is so much music that is created that you really need to be happy and really to appreciate somebody who is performing your music. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking too. If anybody would play my music in in a way that I am... In, in a different way from what I would imagine, right? I still will be very grateful, I think. True. And when you release the music into the world, I think you sort of let it go and uh, let it live its own life without uh, controlling it too much. That's right. And now as we go back you know, to question about patience, I think, you know, if you will be patient in your practice, it will help you to be patient in other, in other ways in life, too. Because if, you know, you will strengthen this, you know, this good side of, of yourself, of being patient, I think you benefit in other things as well. That's right. Um, and I think it's a good exercise for me to force myself to play uh, this kind of music that I don't uh, enjoy f- uh, right away, right? It has to, to grow on me because I too have to be patient. Thanks, guys. Uh, this was Vidas. And Tosha. We hope this was useful to you. Please Keep sending us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And uh, remember, when you practice... Miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your essays, courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right, as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi, Vida Santosha. Thank you, guys. 
What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.